Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio Wednesdays at 5pm for Brainwaves, Melbourne's drive-time radio show, giving voice to people with mental illness. One in five have a mental illness, but five in five can enjoy this great program featuring heartwarming stories, great information and some laughs as well. Find us at 3CR, 8.55 on your AM dial. Sponsored by Mental Illness Fellowship of Victoria. Welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR, 8.55am or streaming live on 3cr.org.au. So my name is Kiara and I'm on the panel today and we have a two-part carer special where we'll be talking about programs and resources available for carers and families of individuals with a mental illness. Um, Often when an individual is mentally unwell, services can often focus um, on the individual and not recognise the impact that this may have on a family. For the first part of this series, we have Mel Goodyear, project manager, and uh, Cian Peach, participant of the Let's Let's Talk Research Project. The Let's Talk Research Project is a therapeutic intervention that brings parenting into conversations between parents and their mental health care workers. Terry and Lauren will be interviewing Mel and Cian. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys. So how does the Let's Talk About Children program work? Sure. Um, Well, really, it's just a brief two to three session program um, designed for the mental health worker to have a conversation with the parent who um, has mental health issues. Um, It's really just about um, having a conversation, I guess, without um, any sense of assessment or, or blame or guilt about how the parent thinks that the child's going. So it's really about how the child... Um, what the child's strengths might be and um, what any particular worries that the parent might have and uh, really the conversation then leads to um, how the parent might want to move forward to better support um, their child's needs and I guess the challenges of parenting in general and the challenges of parenting when there's mental health issues as well. So what's your project aiming to achieve then? Well, really, we've got two parts. So we're working with a team at um, Monash Uni and a number of partners, including the Bouverie Centre. Um, We're really working to build an understanding of whether the program is really effective in promoting um, a person's mental health recovery. We know that parenting is really quite a significant um, role in people's lives. It's something that they value very closely um, but yet we know that mental health services in general really struggle with um, with really um, a way to support and promote strengths in that parenting role. So what we're hoping to do is to really get an indication of whether the program is um, um, is effective here in Australia so it's come from Finland and um, whether it's really promoting um, um, mental health recovery in parents but also in families as well is it improving strengths in families. Yeah, so you've mentioned that the program started off in Finland. How has it been received in by Victorian families based on the adaptations that you've made? 
Well, so far we're um, we're two to three years into our trial, and and so far we've had some really strong positive feedback, both from um, parents and families, but also um, from practitioners as well. And there's there's a real keenness once people are trialling the program to continue. So once practitioners really have a go and and, and um, trial it that that first time, there's really this ongoing um, change that happens in their practice. They really continue to do it and. We can. We've he- heard some really amazing stories about um, changes in the parent. Um, mainly, one of the strongest changes that we're seeing in the way is in the way they view that parenting role. So, for some parents, um, it's unfortunate, but they with the stigma of mental illness, they can sort of get a sense that maybe. Um, maybe they mightn't be the best parent that they can be for their children. But certainly after Let's Talk, after having those open discussions without blame and guilt, it's really about empowering the parent around that role. They really get, um, there's real change in the way that they view that parent, their parenting role and they can feel much more positive that they're actually doing an okay job. Thanks, Mel. Um, now, Sian, thank you so much for being here. You're can, yeah, no worries. Thank can you. you can you tell us how you became involved with the Let's Talk program? Uh, my daughter uh, Ashley actually attends a program called Champs, uh, which is education for children uh, with uh, a parent with a mental illness. Now, I was hesitant at first, even for my, Ashley to attend the CHAMPS program just based on that stigma um, that I would be categorised as a, as someone with a mental health issue. Um, it became apparent, however, within the first session that it was not about that. And uh, I did actually, you know, receive feedback that uh, Ashley had received a, a certain level of comfort and understanding about my mental health issue. And she realised that the fact that she wasn't with me full time was not because I didn't want her. Now, obviously, um, you know, that, that, that is a huge a huge thing for a mother to hear. Um, mm. So uh, one session uh, there at Champs, I was, uh, con- we're not confronted, but I was uh, approached by Susie from my fellowship who gave me the opportunity to participate in this study. Um, and, and, yeah, so I said, look, anything that benefits people with mental health has to be a good thing. Uh, I'll give it a whirl. Fantastic. Yeah. And um, what sort of things have you participated in so far in the Let's Talk program? Well, uh, well, first of all, um, Mel sent out the uh, initial survey, um, basically just with with questions regarding my mental health, how I was coping on a daily basis uh, in in many aspects of my life. Um, And then uh, I became directly involved with Susie, um, we had a lot of rescheduling. Uh, it was a bit of tag team there going on, but but overall, uh, I had many sessions with Susie, um, and the professionalism uh, that was delivered from Susie was, in in my uh, you know in my opinion, the highlight of the progress of 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 the uh, the actual interaction. Mm. Um, it, it it not just the interaction itself and on its own merits, but but you know, the, the way in which it was delivered. And uh, and I do feel that is crucial to, you know, obviously the further um, developed men- mental stages of this this inter- intervention. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. 
And um, so Susie received training through your program, Dr Goodyear, yeah. Um, yeah, so we work with, with a number of partners and Susie received training from the Bouverie Centre. So, right. And, um, um, and then she went on to trial the model um, with, with some parents who, who chose to be part of it. And so what we were doing with the questionnaire with Sian was um, trying to measure if there's any change in mental health recovery. Um, and Sian would have um, probably remembered that she did the developmental logs, which are the first yeah, part of the program. Yeah. Um, um, and looking at different aspects of a child, yeah. Yeah, so it was it was great. Um, obviously, you know, Susie came in and we spent many sessions uh, sitting down talking about not just the assets of my child but the, the potential vulnerabilities and how to best address these. Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't, for me, it was a bit challenging at first because I had to address issues that were a bit confronting for me uh, in, in, in ways how I've let my daughter down, not just through mental health itself, but through the byproducts of mental health. Um, and then to have someone, uh, not just like Susie, but also with the support of Monash and, and Dr. Goodyear, you know, I was in a position where I was comfortable and uh, and it, it, it really knocked down some big barriers in, into getting good yeah, good outcomes for Fantastic. me. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, you said something before about um, it's changed everything for you. Can you t detail sort of everyday activities that have changed for you and your daughter? Well, look, I, I guess uh, my daughter five years ago, it was decided amongst family members that my daughter uh, best be live between three houses, one of them being mine, of course. Um, and, and I guess after... Three, three years of that, I sort of accepted it. And, and not just that, but I lost my feeling of importance uh, within that, that cycle. Um, I lost my confidence. Uh, I, I, you know, it's heartbreaking, really. Um, sitting here now to, to view, high, you know, to look back at, at, at how I felt um, and to where I feel now. Um, I, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's quite a very emotional, yes. you know, topic for me. Um, yes. I now look forward to seeing my child more regularly. I actually went through a period of avoiding contact with her because I felt I didn't do it as good as, you know, nanny or or, or aunties or, or so on. Um, you know, and it just is a vicious cycle. My confidences get worse and worse every time I neglected to see her because of my own feelings of insecurity. Um, having this module put to me made me realise that I am the parent. I, I know what's best for my child. And everything has changed. Um, mm. I, I look forward to seeing my daughter. I want to see her more now than I ever have, even when <laughs> she was born. Um, you know, I look forward to, you know, thinking of things to do with, with my daughter, having confidence in my ability to make these decisions. Um, and 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 quite frankly, I've I've had a lot of experience in in mental health uh, organisations and facilities, uh, having been sick for twenty two years. But it was something like this that was a turning point for me. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 So the program is not just about the concerns of families, but it's also about the strengths and how mm. they can um, effectively work together and like build a strong bond. So how are you using the project to empower parents? Who struggle with mental health problems? 
Yeah, I guess um, the way the program's developed is that you you not you don't focus the conversation on risk. Um, what you actually do is you focus the conversation on both strengths that the parent thinks um, is going on for their child and themselves and also um, about their worries and their vulnerabilities. And we think that that's the power of the program is that together parents can, can walk away with a really complete picture about what might be happening um, for their children's wellbeing and their family's wellbeing. Um, and w- from that... Um, parents um, have a conversation about where they want to go with that information and I think what we're finding is that parent it's the start of many conversations about um, the challenges that they face we know all parents face challenges with it's a it's quite a stressful job but I think for the program itself it creates a space and a depth to the conversation that people may not have had before and I think that's a really important thing to say that um, we find that um, the normalising and validating of the process is really the part of that empowerment process. And some of the parents I'm talking to never really get a chance to check out um, their parenting worries with anyone. You know, they're really... Um, they Because mental illness sometimes can um, really strip away resources for families, I guess, to, to sort of get through challenges... Um, sometimes they don't have the opportunities to check that out with someone and sometimes it can be very um, nerve-wracking to actually check that out with with a professional, you know. So mm-hmm. I think that's part of the empowerment process that they have the conversation, they get a complete picture, they get supports put in place that they want, they they lead and, um, and, and that it went okay, that conversation went okay. Yeah. Is that what you would agree with? Absolutely, Mel. Um, you know, just uh, you know, sitting down and, and being able to confide things in, in, in Susie, who obviously I did the study with, um, and for there to be this, this you know, acceptance and, and, yeah, okay, that's how it was and that's how it is and, and what can we do, you know, to better the situation and 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 even not just bettering the situation but just identifying it. Um, and, yeah, we, we came up with some great, or like, yeah, well, together, yeah. Okay. Well, Sian, um, thanks so much for telling us what you told us in the first half of the program. Um, I was wondering if you could talk some more about how it's impacted on your daughter, Ashley, and maybe the rest of the extended family that are involved in supporting you and Ashley. Well, uh, look, there's, it, it, there's been a few pros and cons to this, actually, which is, I guess, uh, you know, t- as to be expected. Um, uh, with the extended family, uh, obviously people have been looking after my child along with me for, for several years, and and I think they're a bit concerned about, um, you know, my desire to obviously spend more time with Ashley. Um and I think that's that's to be expected. I mean, you know, grandparents and, and immediate family like that love my daughter um, as much as I do, I would, I would assume. And and I, I understand that there is a little bit of heartbreak there perhaps in having one less night with her um, and and so on. Um, but, but overall, I, I, I'm one of the blessed few uh, in the sense that I have um, incredible family support. Uh, 
yeah, I'm, I'm very, very blessed. Yeah. Sorry, what was the first half of the question? It was about um, Ashley and how it's impacted. So you've had this very empowering program that's mm. been supporting you in your parenting role. Yes. And how's it um, working for Ashley? Well, it was very interesting. Uh, on, on the last day where I actually sat down with Susie, um, I had to, uh, you know, we, we'd filled out this questionnaire about things, uh, you know, the points of discussion throughout the many weeks and then uh, topics to discuss or, or address. And I actually decided to uh, sit down and read it all to Ashley. And uh, this was simply something off my own bat. But I read it to Ashley and she sat there and she said, oh, she goes, you think I'm smart, do you? She goes, oh. You know, all these different things that I had, you know, identified within her um, and even some vulnerabilities. And I think the, the, the vulnerability she didn't like most was something that, so minor that we all laughed about it. And, and by speaking to her about me talking about her, it involved her in that and it made her feel, hey, yeah, I'm a part of this picture too. And she knows that I'm, um, she, she, she knows that I'm more empowered as a result of this program. She she is totally aware because I know her behaviours and I know the way she's responding to me. Um, you know, I now stay up and and watch movies with her till all hours of the, of the night, um, weekends, of course, um, you know, instead of maybe going to bed at 7 o'clock because it suited me and I didn't feel that I was much good company to her. Um, she's aware of the changes and that's bringing us together. It's bringing more relief to her um, you know, knowing that mental health is not something that we, you know, condemns our relationship. It's not something that will restrict our relationship or our lives. It's a challenge, but it's not the end. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that's the general consensus with the program is that it's really empowering and changing everyone? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry, in our, um, in our, in our interviews with some of the parents, we're really starting to see a bit of a, um, a change process that's happening. So I mentioned before that we're seeing that um, parents feel that they um, change the way they feel um, about being a parent. And then from that, there's a sense that they're changing the way they might parent so that, so that they might look at ways that they communicate um, um, when there are sort of different challenges, I guess, um, with their children. Uh, another key element to the program, I think, key outcome is that parents seem to be changing the way they view their children. So um, sometimes it might be that they... Um, that actually, some parents have said that... Um, they're now more aware that some of the features they were worried about are actually features that they can see as being strengths in their child as well that, mm. that will carry them forward. So um, there's a real change in, in how they sort of look at their child and their relationship with their child. And and from that, I think there's a there's a more, um, more of a understanding and I guess a sense of feeling okay about the impact of mental illness on the family. So... Um, there is also um, room there to have conversations about how they might manage some of the um, triggers and symptoms around their mental illness around their children, which is, I think, a really great conversation to have, even though it's really challenging. It's, it's a really great one. So we get a sense from the interviews that parents are saying, now I don't um, sweat the small stuff. So little things like I don't make sure that the 
instead of making sure that the house is totally tidy, I actually let it go and it let it be a little bit messy so that I could actually spend some time with the children and um, really make it a more quality experience, I guess. And the other element of the program that we see um, really beneficial for the children is that um, there are resources to go with the program. There are booklets and um, that some parents choose to then... Um, have a more open conversation with their children about their mental illness. And we know that it's really powerful for that conversation to come from their parent. Um, and we know that um, the children themselves um, can sometimes be um, a little confused about what might be happening at home. Um, and we know it's a really strong protective factor. But what we're hearing is that the protective factor is more about uh, a parent and a child sitting together, a bit like Sian kind of described then, is developing a shared understanding about what might be happening at home. It's not so much the information, it's more that they come together and they really come to a shared understanding and open a dialogue about that. And we know that that's, that's, the, that's one of the strongest protective factors going forward. Mm. Absolutely, because, I mean, you know, empowerment is the key and by involving your child in these discussions, you're empowering them. Um, they feel like that they, they, they can either, you know, they contribute. Um, not, you know, in my case, obviously, I've been mean, probably the majority of cases, I say that actually contributes so positively to my recovery and how I feel. Um, and and you're right, the literature is, is amazing. Uh, in fact, Ashley was reading a book a few weeks ago about uh, mental health and her cousin said to her, what are you reading? She goes, you can't read this, it's for a parent. It's for a child with a parent with a mental health issue. And she was actually proud, you know, to say, sorry, you can't read this book because I'm special. Um, and it just shows you by, by opening it up, these, you know, these, these blocks and these walls, by knocking them down, you know, children are accepting, you know, that mental health is a part of our community and it's not something to all be ashamed of. Yeah, and and I think from that, um, I should say that there are um, some fantastic resources available on the web. The National Caught Me Initiative, um, um, so Caught Me Children of Parents with a Mental Illness. If people put that in a search engine, there's actually a great deal of resources for parents and families to to talk about mental illness to understand what the impact might be. Um, so I recommend, um, if anyone's interested, to the web address I think is www.cotme dot net dot au I think so people re I recommend people go to that yep. yeah because it is all about removing the stigma and these children are the ones that are going to grow up and change mm. the generations mm. that come after them so yeah it is a really important initiative mm. yeah um, and the other interesting thing if I can just say this that what we're noticing is that a number of parents um, are actually talking about their own experiences of being a children, being a child of a parent with a mental illness. So these parents are actually come from a situation where their parents might have struggled with mental illness, and they're worried about their children also struggling with mental health issues. So it is that there is a lot of intergenerational stories and impact that we're talking about here. Mm. And the COPME website, we can actually put that onto our um, Brainwaves page so that anyone listening wants to go and check the website out, they can um, click on the link. That's great. Thank you. Great. Um, well, thank you, Mel and um, Sian, for coming on the show 
today. Um, we've been speaking about the Let's Talk Research Project that aims to support parents with a mental illness. Um, there is a free event that Monash University um, is running for those interested in the Let's Talk process, uh, project, and we'll put those details on the Brainwaves website also. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Um, you can download podcasts of our show on iTunes and listen at brainwaves.orgs.au.orgs.au. Brainwaves.org.au. <laughs> Thanks again. Uh, thank you, Terry and Lauren. Uh, stay tuned for Renegade Economists. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.